Hey guys, what is up and welcome back to the show. Now today we're going to be talking about the AFC East, which comprises of the New England Patriots, the Miami Dolphins, the Bills, Buffalo Bills, and the New York Jets. Uh, we're going to be, it's going to be very similar to how the upper ep- other episodes have gone, um, and that's what we're going to be talking about here on today's episode. Now, but like, before we get into this episode, there, 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 we're going to have a question of the day for today. Where do you like to sit in a football stadium. It's one of my recent posts on Twitter. If you want to go uh, reply to it there. Um, if, if you want to um, send me a voice message, anchor.fm slash all eyes on sports. Where do you like to sit in a stadium? And now it wouldn't be a question if I didn't bring in my own opinion myself. Now, really for me, it just, it, it can, it can really just depend on the price or depend on the stadium. Like if I'd rather, like if it's like an NFL game, I'd rather spend more money so I can see the game better than spend money at all. On I'd rather spend a hundred dollars on a good seat than fifty dollars to sit up in the nosebleeds and not be able to watch the game very well. Um, but like if say it's a UVA game at Scott Stadium, um, I I would probably say or really anywhere if I could choose the prices were all the same, I could choose where I could sit in an NFL game. I would choose like the thirty yard line because. I don't want to be dead center because I don't want to have to be looking one direction all game. Um, and the 30-yard line, you can still see the other end of the field very well. But then at the same time, you're closer to one end of the field. So half the time, you're really, really close. And 100% of the time, you're you're close. So like I feel like 30-yard line, where you're a little bit closer to one end zone, is kind of the best. Um, but that's my take. You let me know. Um but so today, like I said, we're talking about the AFC East and uh, it's going to be very similar to how the past episodes have gone. Some stats and predictions and all that type of stuff coming up on today's show. So for the Bills, let's start off with them. So they drafted James Cook. I think that was their first round pick in the draft last year. Nevertheless, I think it was one of their most important picks um, because if there's any flaws on this current team, it's their running back core. I don't think Devin Singletary personally is that guy. I, d- I just don't see him or or Zach Moss or Duke Johnson. So they have Devin Singletary, James Cook, Zach Moss, and Duke Johnson on the roster right now. And personally, I don't think Duke Johnson's as good as he was back when he was like, I think it was like the Texans or like Cleveland. Um, Zach Moss, while serviceable, he's not a number one guy. And that's kind of how I feel with Devin Singletary as well. I think if you have a split backfield, they're good guys. Or if you have, um, or if someone gets injured, he's a great backup option. He's a guy who's going to be serviceable until your main starter comes back. But I just, I just feel like they don't have the guy that's like gonna that's extremely talented enough to be a number one option, and I really feel like James Cook, assuming he's doing well in camp, I feel like he can be that guy that can come in and do well um, from day one. I I just feel like from watching him play last year, not only is he a very solid running back, he can be a receiving back too, and we already know how good Josh Allen is. So I just feel like if if you already have a great quarterback and you just need I just feel like with this offense they already have Josh Allen, they already have Stefan Diggs as their number one, Jameson Crowder as well. He's kind of a newer guy. Um I think I don't remember him being there last year. Um Gabriel Davis is solid. Dawson and Dawson Knox really he he kinda showed himself last year. I just I feel like 
he, he the, last year was kind of his breakout year, and I feel like he is a locked in top ten um, fantasy starter in my opinion for tight ends. Like he's a top ten guy, maybe not a top five, but like number seven, number eight type of guy. Um, and I just feel like there's this is really kind of a complete team, other than the fact that. Um, their running back core. So I really, I feel like, I just feel like that James Cook is is the main thing that they need to really utilize. Okay, he was a second round pick, but I just feel like he's a guy that they need to be able to utilize because I just don't see Devin, um, Devin Singletary. I don't see, um, uh, I don't, I don't see Zach Moss um, getting the job done. So I really feel like it was a good pick for them to be able to um, come in and be able to get another guy that they can use in order to, if they need him, he's going to be there for him. But for this offense, I really find no bad spots. I just feel like the one thing that's going to need to prove itself a little bit more is the defense, or not the defense, I'm sorry, for the offense. The offensive line um, is they have three new starters, three new projected starters, um, two returning players, Mitch Morse, their center, Deion Dawkins, their left tackle, um, they were both very solid last year, so there's no reason why they shouldn't be solid again this year. Um, but they have three new guys, and so and they were already a middle of the pack last year. So, if, but it didn't really seem to hinder Josh Allen doing well, obviously. So really, I wouldn't, I wouldn't make that. I wouldn't say anything about that being like an issue or a projected issue for next season. Because if it can do the same stuff that it was already doing last year, like the same mediocre, obviously you're looking to improve. But if it can do the same stuff as it did last year, there's no reason why Josh Allen it can't be just as good. Because Josh Allen's been a top five quarterback for a while, last two or three seasons. And if he's doing it under a serviceable offensive line, if the offensive line can be serviceable again, there's no reason why he shouldn't be good again. So I would, why he shouldn't be good again, and why it's not a top five offense again like it was last year? Because, like they had, the, really the only thing is, is they they didn't have the greatest, um, rushing. I I mean it was kind of more middle of the pack. I mean, but but with that aside, they had a lot of yards. <laughs> uh, they averaged three hundred eighty one yards per game, and Josh Allen had four hundred. 4,284 yards, 252 per game, um, which is also another very good stat for them. So I don't see any reason why they shouldn't be locking and loading again, top five offense. But on the defense, they had the best defense again. Um, or I don't know about again, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't answer about again. But, but, but anyways, this past year, the Bills finished with number one in, in the NFL in total defense, only 272 yards per game allowed. Total yards per play at only 4.6. Passing yards per game at 163. Passing yards per play at only 4.65. First downs allowed per game, only 16. Third down conversion rate allowed at 30%. And points per game at 17, which really makes you wonder why that Chiefs game had to come down to a field goal because clearly I feel like their defense is better than the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs has a solid defense, I feel like, but really there's no reason why it should have had to come down to a coin toss. I mean, the coin toss from the Chiefs, or I mean from the Bills' perspective because obviously they were putting up points. The Chiefs' defense isn't that good, but really there's absolutely no reason why um, 
it should have needed to come down to that. Obviously, we know how high-powered the Chiefs are, but there's really no reason why it had to come down to a field goal because, or a coin flip like everyone's haunted and made fun of the Bills for since then because I feel like they should have had enough defensive firepower that it should have needed to, gone over, needed to go to overtime. Um, but anyways, all that aside... So I just feel like this team is really kind of just going to be a relocked and reloaded. I, I hope that I think that James Cook is going to be an upgrade from all the other running backs that they have on their team. Um, really, the only thing that somewhat concerns me is the offensive line. But really, I feel like if Josh Allen, uh, he of course is going to be as good as he has been. But I, I mean, I feel like if he was able to do it with that 17th-ranked offensive line by Pro Football Focus from last year, if he can do it with like in that same ballpark, I think he can do it again next year. And I have no concern with Josh Allen, obviously. Um, and so really, so they got, really, they got a top-five offense. They have the best defense. And to put the cherry on top of this defense, they signed Von Miller to a six-year deal, as you probably remember. So there's no reason why this team isn't going to be one of the best in the entire league like it was last year. And they're going to really, in my opinion, be competing for the one seed in the AFC. So, with that being said, let's move on to the Patriots. Nope, I've changed my mind. We're doing the Jets right now. So, for the Jets, um, obviously, they came in last last year. I think they were 4-13. and Not very good. Obviously, in the middle of a rebuild. And, obviously, it's known that... I think it said Zach Wilson was out two to four weeks. But, obviously, it's known that lately... New York hasn't had a very good uh, track record in terms of ruining people's career, not ruining people's careers. Look at Sam Darnold, right? I mean, yeah, he's still not, he's just not that good, but like, it's, 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 I just feel like the Jets aren't really a fair shot. Like, like, but I kind of feel like that in this case, it's really more about Zach Wilson improving because Zach Wilson, he had the 11th best offensive line by, rated by um, Pro Football Focus. But the only thing I'd say is the only issues I feel like he had were the uh, receivers. Like, But then again, at the same time, I feel like that they were very solid. I think Jameson Crowder isn't that bad. And I think that Elijah Moore is, is poised to do more. And I think that Denzel Mims is... Po- poised to do more um and so I just feel like Zach Wilson this if this team's gonna be any good at all it's really gonna be kind of up to Zach Wilson because I feel like while the Jets haven't done a great job lately of putting people in good positions I feel like they weren't that bad last year were they good no but were they that bad in terms of skill I don't personally think so um, and so I really just feel like it's really up to him whether or not he needs to improve the most, in my opinion, on letting the ball go. Because I feel like part of the reason why he was sacked so much is because he just kept the ball for too long. And if if he doesn't have any options, I feel like he needs to stop being so almost like he's, um, what's the word? Like he's, uh, what's that word? Procrastinating a little bit, which is kind of dumb with him because I feel like if he's got... If he's got someone open, he needs to let it go. If he if he doesn't have someone open, he's good. He's he's fast. He's good enough at running the football. I don't see any reason why he doesn't leave the pocket and try to get up a few yards that way. Because I feel like he's good enough that. I I mean, you watched him play at BYU, right? 
like he's really really good I feel like he's just he's a very good player I just feel like he's procrastinating too much in the pocket like almost like he's nervous for some reason but I just feel like he needs to let the ball go or he needs to get out of the pocket and run because I don't think that his offense and his weapons around him well they weren't great I'll say that the offense wasn't great the offensive line was good it was ranked 11th by pro football focus last year and they he okay receivers serviceable enough receivers did he have any like big weapons no but were they good enough that we feel like he shouldn't have been as bad as he was? Yes. And I think it's a little bit of an issue when you're the guy that's poised to be the main quarterback to bring you guys out from underneath. Mike White comes in and plays really, really well, if I'm being honest. A guy I'd never heard of last year. I started him in fantasy the next week. And while he got injured during that game, he had seven fantasy points in the first quarter. Um, he'd like a touchdown over 100 yards already. Um, and so I think that's a little bit of an issue. I, The most concerning thing for me about whether or not this team is going to be good is Zach Wilson. Because obviously you can come to me and say, well, yeah, personal, oh, you need a good quarterback if you want a team to be good at all. Yeah, I know. I watch it in Carolina every single day. But I think that he's the, the main guy because I don't think – I, I know a lot of people say because of their track record that the Jets are putting him in a good situation to succeed. But more I look at it, I don't think this Jets offense is that bad. And if Mike White, who is currently third string on the Jets' def- depth chart, if he could come in and play well, I don't see any reason why Zach Wilson shouldn't be able to come in and play well next season. So I feel like that he's going to be kind of the main guy that's then he's going to be the number one guy that depends on whether or not this team is going to make a sh- make strides in improving for the next year. But now let's take a look at the defense um, because I feel like that's something we do all the time. I mean, you got to take a look at it. Right, no, I'm going to shut up. Let's just hop right in. All right. I feel like I'm starting an episode. All right. Before this defense, I feel like on the defensive side of the ball was the main spot that their defense, I think just to think that the defense – was not good at all last year. They were 26th in total defense. They were first in the league on runs allowed over 30 yards. And they're just not very good. And I think that this is was the, is the main thing that if they can improve on it, if their players can improve for next year, that's what's going to make them the best team, one of the best teams they could be, along with whether or not Zach Wilson's good or not. I think it's going to be up to the defense being a big improvement and Zach Wilson being a big improvement. But that's the Jets. Now let's move on to the Dolphins. So for the Dolphins, obviously their biggest offseason move was going out and getting Tyree Kill. Um, and I think I think it was a good thing. They, I think they only gave up a bunch of picks for it. Um, and I think that it was a good move because they're trying to see how good is Tua with big weapons around him. Now, there was really no reason why when he was playing last year he shouldn't have been good, but now I think that they're trying to bring people in that put him in the best position to succeed, where then if he doesn't succeed, they move on from him and they find a new guy to succeed with. So I feel like with now Tyree Kill, um, we obviously know how good he is, one of the speediest guys out there, um, and then Jalen Waddle, who came in as a rookie last year, I'm pretty sure he was a rookie last year, right, um, came in 
and lit it up. I think he was like a top 12 wide receiver in the league for as a rookie. And so that's something that's something that you have to look forward to. He's already that good. And then you still have Mike Kosicki um, on the outside. Or the outside, he's a freaking tight end. You still have Mike Kosicki, who while he might not get as much as he did last year because of Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill probably being the top two guys that they're going to go to, I think he proved himself as a higher-end tight end last year. So I think he's got, I don't know who else is there right now, but he has three good guys that he can rely on that are all skillful enough to get themselves open if he's able to get them the ball. Now, whether or not he's going to be good weighs solely in question and up to him. Like, I feel like he hasn't been as good as the Dolphins obviously have wanted him, for, I mean, for a top-five pick, and... I wonder if they look back at all and say, dang, we should have gotten Justin Herbert at that fifth pick instead of letting him go to the Chargers later on. And so I just feel like he has everything that he kind of needs to succeed on the offensive side of the ball. And I know I said this a lot for Zach Wilson, like, oh, yeah, obviously you need a good quarterback to succeed. But this is the same situation in Miami. Tua hasn't been that good in his first few years of his career. And so now it kind of comes down to, is he going to be good? Because this team is a lot, is very, very good, I feel like. I feel like they got a solid defensive side of the ball. They've got great weapons on the offensive side of the ball. It just all comes down to whether or not he's going to be able to find them. Because I feel like, like I've been just talking about, Tua equals failure or Tua equals success. I think, I just feel like the team, while the defense can be improved, I feel like, most things that people are going to have their eyes on is Tua because th- there's no reason why he's not that why he can't be good next year with what he has on his offense if and I think I just there's just no reason why he shouldn't be good because of what he now has on his offense if he's not good he gets the boot and his career is done or he's in like that Sam Darnold phase where it's like all right bro you get one more shot if you're not good you're screwed but now on the defensive side of things like I I touched on a little bit they had some they had some good pieces they just didn't they just didn't have any top of the line guys or well I, I, I misspoke they they, their defense wasn't anywhere near top of the line, but they had they had some good pieces like Eric Rowe. They had Jerome Baker. I, I blanking on their names, but a couple of interior linemen that defensive linemen that were top twenty five in the league last year. So, but I feel like there's places like their inside line, like their linebacker position in general, is a place that they need to improve on. Um, and I just feel like that that's gonna this is their defense is gonna be something that. I don't see how it gets much better next year because I don't think that they made any big moves. Like I said, they got some good linemen. They've got they've got good pieces in certain places. I, I just don't I just don't see like with Xavier Howard, with Jerome Baker, um, Raquan Davis, Christian Wilkins. Like they've got they've got some good pieces. I just they just don't have a top. They just don't have they just don't have a top. They don't have a top offense or defense in my mind. I just don't see what they've done to improve. I feel like they haven't done enough. And so their defense is going to be the same mediocre, like 20th best in the league, probably more on the lower end than mediocre. But that is the Dolphins. Now, finally, we have the New England Patriots. 
So one of the best things that they have going for them right now is the fact that they got the best quarterback this past year um, in Mac Jones out of the whole 2021 class. Now, you could say, I agree, I, I would agree with you if you were to tell me, hey, he's got put, he got put in the best situation. I do agree with that. I think that the Jaguars are not good. Um, I think that the Bears aren't good. Um, but that all comes in. So with Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, um, I quote unquote excuse them. Um, but that's what comes with being a top pick. Um, if you're one of the best quarterbacks in the draft and a team and a bad team needs a quarterback, they're gonna take you. You gotta find a way to cope with that. And while last year, the the uh, Patriots they were they were good, they weren't great. And I feel like Mac Jones really showed why um, he is was a Heisman contender why he was, I mean, so is Trevor, but why he can be the best quarterback, NFL-ready quarterback. Because personally, I thought he was the best NFL quarterback, like the downfield passing, and and um, he's kind of, he kind of, he can't, he's not a runner, obviously, but I just kind of felt like he's going to be one of the best guys coming into the NFL based off of situation and based off of skill. While Trevor Lawrence might have been the best player in the 2021 class, he's not going to be put in a good situation. Zach Wilson, I felt like he was put in a decent situation. Not great, but not not good, not great, but decent situation. And he wasn't able to take advantage of that. So it'll be interesting to see what happens next year. But for the Patriots, I think that they got a new long-term QB, a guy that's going to be there like Tom Brady was there, and I think he's only getting better from here. So that's one really good thing um, for them. Um, I think that they had a great offensive line, um, and really I think that they gave they gave Mac Jones really everything that he kind of needed to succeed. Um, but the only concern I would have is other than Jacoby Myers – who is going to be a legit option other than Hunter Ren- Hunter Henry, other than Jacoby Myers? Who's going to be that guy that allows Mac Jones to take a next the next step? They have a great offensive line already, but how good is the receiving core going to be? Because Mac Jones has already shown, hey, I'm one of the be- I can be one of the best quarterbacks in the league in the future. It just I feel like it all comes down to, I don't think, from I mean I don't know who Kendrick Bourne is. I couldn't tell you anything about him. Um, I'd, I'm just saying there needs to be that guy that's going to be there for Mac Jones whenever he needs him, like that reliable guy. Like in Carolina, they got DJ Moore. That's just an example. Like I don't think that – I don't think the only concern that I have with this offense is the fact that I don't think that they have a legit stud wide receiver. And now is one of them – are one of them going to come out? I feel like if I had to choose one, I'd choose Jacoby Myers – I mean, he had 83 receptions, 866 yards, two touchdowns, 10 yards of reception last year. And I feel like that he's going to be able to take that next step with Mac Jones under helm, under under center. And I just, I mean, I just don't, I don't see anyone else on their team. Uh, maybe Devontae Parker, but I don't see anyone else on that team that, that I look at and say, oh, he's a stud. He's going to stand out. Um... But I feel like top to bottom, their offense is very, very solid. I think they got a great offensive line. 
Um, Mac Jones, obviously. I like Damian Harris. I like what he's been able to do. Um, he had 15 touchdowns last year. He had 15 touchdowns last year. So I love the quarterback. I love the running back. I love the O-line. Really, what I think it's going to come down to is whether or not their wide receivers are going to be able to take a next step and really bring Mac Jones to an even higher point. Because I feel like them mesh together, I feel like there's no reason why Damian Harris isn't good again. I don't see any reason why Mac Jones doesn't take that next step. And the offensive line is already good. It just really depends on what which wide receiver, whether it's Jacoby Myers or Devontae Parker or Kendrick Bourne, which one of them is going to take that next step? Because if it Honestly, I don't know which one is going to be that one. If I had to choose one, I'd say Jacoby Myers. But we, I just don't know what to expect out of them. And that's really, in my opinion, the only, like, dark spot. Not dark spot, but, like, unknown in this entire offense. So, really, to kind of put, like, the, the, the closing on the offense for the Patriots, it comes down to how who the receivers that are going to take the next step into next year. Because I think Jacoby Myers is probably going to be the number one guy, but I don't know who's going to take that solid, solidified number two guy because I think that Mac Jones has the talent to take that next step. He just needs guys around him to help him take that next step. And I feel like that is what's going to, what can boost the Patriots from, a 15th, from the 15th offense in the league like they were last year to a number 10, number 9, number 8 offense. Did I say defense? If I said defense, I meant offense. Um, but, yeah, but for the defense now. Now, on the defensive end, they really shouldn't be changing much. Like, they had a top five defense last year. Um, they only gave up 3,000 passing yards, um, which, is only, which is an average of 187 a game. So, like, come to think of it, under 200 yards a game, for that's good. I mean, the Panthers only give one eight one ninety two as well. But I don't know why I keep going. I mean, all right, whatever. So I wouldn't change much on the defensive end. So really, I feel like what it comes down to for the Patriots is can they solidify three solid wide receivers along with Hunter Henry to give Mac Jones that edge and allow him to play well. Now, I wouldn't change anything much at all on the defensive side of the ball because. You, they already have a top five defense, um, and just one of the some of the best total defenses in in the league. Um, no, sorry, they had the second best passing offense in the league, um, and and in terms of rushing, they they were they weren't as good as a as a rush defense, but they really were do they really did a good job of stopping people through the air, um, and if if you can do that at a good high consistent level, as long as you're decent at um, stopping the run, you, you'll be fine. So really, I wouldn't change much to the to the Patriots. It just all comes down to whether or not they can solidify the top receivers and whoever who's calling the plays. I think Mac needs to know that by now. Whether that's come out or not, Mac needs to know by now who is calling the plays for him because then he can get used to his system. Um, but yeah, now... Where do these four teams stand among each other now? In first place, still the Buffalo Bills. I mean, you got, oh, are you kidding me? You've got to be kidding me. All right, boys, you might be hearing part of this podcast in a, in a, not, I mean, you could still hear me, but not in as 
crisp of quality because I forgot to change the input on this back half from the ever since I started doing the Patriots from the MacBook Air microphone, which sucks. But anyways, where do these four teams stand? No, why don't I just get get the good stuff for with the microphone? All right, whatever. Now we're back with the microphone. But so in first place, it's still the Bills. I think all around their their offense is incredible. Um, and not, I wouldn't, the only thing, like I said, I'm pretty sure is who I think James Cook is going to be, have to, they're, they're going to need to have to step up the running back core, but Josh Allen, obviously top three in the league, their wide receiver core, Stefan Diggs, Gabriel Davis, Dawson Knox has blossomed a bunch. Um, really the defense is good as well. They're going to be in the first, they're going to be in contention for winning the AFC, they're going to go, let's go, 13-4. and four, And they could be in contention for the one seed. Um, and hopefully their season doesn't have to come down to a coin flip again. Because if that were the case, that could keep them from a Super Bowl. But, so, in first place, you got the Buffalo Bills, 13-4. and four. Second place, the New England Patriots. It comes down to whether Mac Jones can thrive under whoever's calling the plays. And if there can be people that solidify themselves as his good target receivers now the defense is already good enough but it just comes down to can Mac Jones take that next step because he now has new because assuming he's able to get some solidified weapons um now in third place oh wait I didn't do the record the record for the Patriots they're gonna get a wild card spot I think I think that they're going to improve. I think the whole team is going to improve a little bit. So I'm going to give them 11 and 6 with a wild card berth. Um, in third place, the Miami Dolphins with I'm going to give them 10 and 7, which could give them a wild card berth. Um, I just feel like the AFC is a lot better lately. So I'm going to give them 10 and 7 as well. I feel like with the addition of Tyree Kill, they already have Jalen Waddle. I just think that if they can keep the serv- the defense serviceable. Um, and Tua, Tua is able to take that step to say, hey, I'm a good quarterback in this league with Tyreek Hill coming in. Th- that's, those are the keys, Tua and the defense staying solid. But if those two things happen, then they're going to go 10-7. and seven. They should get a wild card spot. Um, now, and, and in last place, the Jets. While I think that they're going to improve, I don't, I, they're not a playoff team yet at all, but I think that they're an improvement. I'm going to give them 6-11. and 11. Because which I think it's a slight improvement from four and thirteen, and what's going to give them if they're able to have success, it's going to be up to Zach Wilson for the most part. Um, but yeah, so in first place, the Bills thirteen and four. Second place comes down to Mac Jones and his receivers taking their, their, that step, and whoever. And I wonder who the offensive coordinator is still going to be. Eleven and six. Third place, the Miami Dolphins. Tyree Kill coming in. If two is not good, his career's over. Ten and seven for the Dolphins in third place, and in last place at six and eleven, the New York Jets. I hope you enjoyed that episode of All Eyes on Sports. I'm Preston Green. Follow me on Twitter at All Eyes on Sports. Um, go to Anchor.fm/slash All Eyes on Sports to send me a voice message or to find where you can follow the show. Um, but that's all for me. I will talk to you next time on the show.